Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Spoilers Only, Please. My name is Tate Beckerer. I'm Riley Bradford. I'm Tyler Chavez. And I'm Marvin Vinaikin. Alphabetical order, name introductions yet again. Um, this week, uh, we are going to be going over the greatest film ever made, directed by Chuck Russell. What an interesting name for a director, by the way. Just have to say. Sound, in my opinion, it sounds like some kind of meat you'd get from the grocery store, you know? Like I mean? from a deli or something, yeah. Yeah. And um, this, interestingly enough, was the film that, that began The Rock's uh, big screen acting career. So uh, this week we're going over Scorpion King, the Scorpion King from 2002. Uh, tune in for quite an interesting episode. I'll say so thoughts on this movie i think maybe we start with tyler chavez um maybe these chavez. these were some of the best first two minutes of any movie i've ever seen the first shot of this movie is a man outside getting hit in the face by a like ninja star sickle <laughs> in the first two minutes uh <laughs> The Rock shoots guys with arrows so hard, they are sent flying out of a tent. No, no, no. It's definitely a cabin. And they fly through the wall, and then, like, their momentum carries with them. I, one of my notes was this movie ignores physics. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. No, The Rock is just that powerful. <laughs> the Rock is that powerful. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, well... What, so how do you how do you feel watching this time? How do you see this it movie is insane? This movie is ridiculous. It's dumb. It's bad. But my God, did I like? I just had so much fun watching it because it's just so ridiculous. Like nothing about this movie makes sense. Its writing's god awful. There's some weird dialogue. Like <laughs> so, th this was um, The Rock's first like leading role. He was in The Mummy Returns as an antagonist, but this was the first no, time. No, he wasn't. Have you seen the movie? His oh, he was CGI, right? His likeness wasn't. Yeah, it's it um, right. it's terrifying. Movie at all. I had never, you know, okay, big fan of the Mummy films. All three of them. Great movies. Brendan Fraser is a god. But I had never seen this movie, but knew, I, I thought it connected for my whole life. I, there's nothing, nothing in this movie that. No, it doesn't. No, not at all. It's just loosely the nope. same character, but not. That's how I felt. It's ridiculous. There, he rides a camel in this movie, and his friends are like, "Why don't you ride a horse?" And The Rock says, "Horses are faster, but camels are smarter." Do we know I, if that's uh, true? I can give it a quick Google, but I can't help but feel. Could somebody bang Arvin, it real what quick? Were your thoughts? You'd seen this before, right? 
Oh yeah, I've seen, of course I've seen this before. This movie's fantastic. <laughs> this this movie's amazing. Top, top, off, off the dome. There's nothing in this movie that has to do with scorpions, aside from them like using scorpion poison to put on the tip of well, a rock, he though. by yeah. an arrow, and yeah, the yeah, sorcerer yeah. says, like, if he doesn't get it out, he'll just live with scorpion venom in his blood for the rest of his life. And it's just like never brought up again until the very end yeah. when he just gets called the Scorpion King. <laughs> because I think. Which that guy I didn't even know about the Scorpion King. Oh, wait, thing. that was his name in The Mummy Returns. We have to put that in here. Uh, scorpion Venom. This is the X Men Origins. Wait, when did the Mummy Returns the mummy come out? Movies. That's my take. When did the mummy returns come out? Also, on the horses camels debate, Google says horses are smarter Mm -hmm. about being horses than camel are at being camels are at being horses. Yes, I would. You you train them, but I think that's that's a really bad way of saying that you can train them better to do pack animal racing type, you know, things like. You know, Olympic sprinters are better at running but, than people who don't exercise every week are better at running. I, I'm better at being a human than my dog is. I think that's what that's that. Mm, <laughs> debatable. Debatable. Right. debatable. Highly debatable. Dogs, anyway. Of this movie? Again, this is my take. It is the X-Men Origins Wolverine of the Mummyverse. Origins Wolverine isn't that bad. You it's not need the to worst watch X-Men yourself movie. with those words. It's not it's the worst. Not one. the worst X-Men. It's not the worst. Are you kidding me? Last Stand, dude. It's Dark one of the top Phoenix. five. It's Dark Phoenix. One of was, the top five best. Was so bad I didn't see it. And I we have to see it. post post Days of Future Past. Those movies, like they count. But don't say they don't count. And they are both worse. Apocalypse was a heaping pile of garbage. Yes. Because so they were like, here, we don't need Wolverine to carry these movies. We just need small little hints and cameos. And then it was trash. And then Logan was great. And then Dark Phoenix was like, they were like, oh, I think they thought it was like too similar to Captain Marvel. And then they pivoted and changed the ending. So then it didn't even make sense. But it was like, here's my bad. thing. Is, that was our second attempt at doing the Dark Phoenix storyline. <laughs> it's an oh. origin movie explaining a character in the films. But like, I guess you needed it. You wanted it with Wolverine. It's not like people are just like, "What's the what's the whole story behind this guy?" You know, and it's mediocre at best. I give it. Oh, we won't do the numbers thing yet. I enjoyed it for what it was, but I can't help but feel that had I not watched this movie, I would have had less questions that will haunt me. But for then the rest Deadpool's let Deadpool is less funny. You don't have to have questions. You just turn Deadpool off your brain and watch this. If one. you don't see that movie, that's true. So the payoff is better in the end. Yeah, yeah. plus that one has Will I Am in it and Gambit. Gambit, I I did dress as Gambit for Halloween. Oh, I will give credit. Wow. Yeah, I we got we got to see this photo. So yeah, we got to see this. Also, RIP. Put, put it on the ground. I'll try and find it, and we can put it on the spoilers only, please one. All right. Well, I want to get back to Scorpion King real quick, just to kind of touch on my thoughts. Um. So I have another analogy for this movie. A new a new analogy. A or, new analogy. Or maybe, I don't know. So I feel like this movie is like if, if you fed the mummy movies and maybe like 
you know, some 300-esque films into an AI generator to write a script. This is what would come out. And then if you just had a bunch of NPCs, non-player characters acted out, this is what the result would be. Every single line of dialogue in this movie seemed like it was written by an NPC. Or delivered by an NPC. Like, like the Rock could not act at all in this movie, and neither no. anybody else. And it was awesome. I'm going to give a best line in this Fantastic. movie to Michael Clark Duncan, who gets told he is the king of nothing, and then, like, grips a man's fist until he falls to his knees and says, if I am the king of nothing, then why are you on your knees? All right, pause. Tyler, your mic is being weird again. And I have to leave entirely. Okay. Wait, wait. Actually, maybe I don't. Bye, Tyler. I thought you said, like, and I, like, Tyler was just like, and also, I'm leaving. And he just, like, walked off. He just, like, unclipped his <laughs> mic and just started. He's like, fine, fine. I get I'll, it. Sound better? Yeah. Can you okay. say, uh, like, the chorus of a song? Um... Any song. I know. Then you throw me in the spot like that. A Green Day song. song. That's it. Make it Green Day. Make it Green Day. I really just blanked. Just say the name of a movie. (laughs) Um, The Mask, also directed by Chuck Russell. Really? Yeah, he's got some bangers, not gonna (laughs) lie. And then he's moved to Bollywood films. Yeah, it's really he, he just directed Jungle E. He he started with Nightmare on Elm Street three. So anyway, we'll jump back in here. Um let me write down Marker sixteen. Okay. Um Yeah, and I I don't know. I just think this movie is definitely just filled with NPC moments where it's just like you're watching a bunch of Skyrim non-player characters interact with each other for an hour and a half. And it's just simply incredible. Another thing I wanted to point out, like I noticed it again, this movie with flying colors probably uh, fails the Bechdel test worse than Beginners did, which I touched on. Uh, No women speak to each other in this movie. And it's a weird like gray area that just dips into a negative zone where women are portrayed in this movie as like very scandally clad warriors, but warriors nonetheless, you know, like powerful characters, but also extremely objectified. I don't, I just, something I needed to point out cause I watched this and I was just like, Oh God, this is 2002 for sure. <laughs> um, you know, there's, I mean, I just, I just didn't really understand what was going on most of the time. And, you know, as a big fan of the mummy films, I think, you know, there's lots of great character development in there and everything. And I don't know what I was expecting from the rocks first movie. Um, but it, it was, <laughs> I don't know. It, I don't know. It was something else. I think it's a good worth mentioning that um, WWE studios was a production company for this. I film. was about to say that. Here's the best thing. This is what started WWE Studios, and they only made movies with their wrestlers until 2009. And according to Wikipedia, they made a film called That's What I Am, starring Ed Harris as a school teacher accused of diddling kids. 
Oh. Oh. Jeez. Sorry, what? Ed Harris is the father figure in Truman Show, right? Yeah. He's in Westworld, yeah. That's I cool. just can't help but feel, yeah, it didn't do well. I think pars- possibly because of the title. That's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then they immediately went back to using wrestlers. <laughs> it, was, it was a bold, you know, Tight. it was a bold choice. They went, let's let's change things up. And then they went, let's stick to what we know. Never mind. Oh, Vince McMahon was an executive producer on the Scorpion Gang. Oh, God. Wait, wait, who? Vince McMahon. No, Vince McMahon. No. Oh, is it McMahon? McMahon. Ah. It's absolutely. It's it's McMahon. I have never. No, let's call. Thank you. I'm going to call him McMahon. I mean, you can. Yeah. Whose wife is is. in the current White House administration. Yo, fun, like, fun fact about Linda McMahon, she ran for Senate in Connecticut, like, every term possible for, like, six years in a row. Did you vote for her? No, because I was a child. Um, But every two years, (laughs) every two years, you could just count on Linda McMahon throwing a bunch of ads your way. She spent so much money, and she never won. And now she is the... Uh, or at least she was, I think, the secretary of the Department of Small Business. Oh, sick. Cool tangent. Sick. Yeah. It's a real so, rags to riches story. Something about this movie that I I want to point out two good things. I thought that the set design was pretty cool. Um, there were also some cool oh, shots, yeah. like good use of practical effects, like uh, fire. I thought there were actually some cool, like slow mo shots in this movie. The sandstorm scene had some decent stuff, but so did like the fire. Um, I forgot the other good thing. Um, <laughs> the rock, the, the, the rock is great. Now. Pretty good uh, fight choreography. Yeah. Eh. It was entertaining. I, I it was entertaining. I, I was looking at the trivia. IMDb section for this movie and uh, I guess this shows Chuck Russell's true directing qualities Uh, verbatim it says in one scene Dwayne Johnson lying on his back springs to his feet it's in the like final fight Uh, he does that thing where he like throws his arms back and like fully goes back to the vertical very impressive yeah and it says director Chuck Russell wanted to include a physical feat which only Johnson could perform Russell said he had never seen a six foot three inch man do that. <laughs> Wait, the rock's only six what three. Do you mean only six three. He's also like six feet wide. So I mean <laughs> I know, I just thought he would have been tall. They, they the made pebble. a he's they, the rock now, but this is he was still the pebble. They also, made a trident wide enough to fit the neck the the, the rock's neck in it. Right. So it's also worth Oh, he oh it says uh this, oh, I'm just going to run through some of this trivia. It's fascinating. Vince McMahon is an executive producer only because they used Dwayne Johnson's fighting name The Rock which McMahon owns. What? Yeah. Does that mean he's an executive producer on everything The Rock is in? I do, I I feel like The Rock probably got the brand for himself, especially yeah. since he has that Under Armour deal and stuff. But um I uh, I also need to point out that the trivia says, um, oh yeah, Dwayne Johnson said that he wanted to give the Scorpion King character a life of its own, 
and intentionally wanted to shy away from this like WWF character, The Rock, because it's a character. Um, the only exception was, quote, the people's eyebrow. Yeah. does in response to another character's reference to a harem, um, a harem. He said he included it to acknowledge the millions and millions of rock bands. And it says the score briefly includes the rock's entry music. Oh, that was the <laughs> other thing. It was the music of this movie. I thought it was kind of cool. Oh, I was just about to say the soundtrack. Yeah, because they throw in some guitar during the fight scenes, like electric guitar. It sounds cool. The last bit of trivia. This is this one's awesome. This was Bill Hader's last film as a production assistant. He'd freelanced on several film and television projects, and he quit this movie after working 20 hours straight one day on the film's Mystery Mesa set in California. And Dwayne Johnson later hosted SNL when he was a cast member. So pretty wild. That's kind of that's pretty cool. Yeah. That is cool. And he was he was a PA for, for a while. Hours Jesus, the one of the writers on this film was also one of the main writers for Attack of the Clones. Hell yeah! Oh, also, just gotta. This is another interesting one. After initial edits, this movie was only seventy minutes long, and more scenes had to be shot. <laughs> <laughs> I see them showing that to the studio. The studio is like, Dude, we need just, more movie. They're I like, that's the movie. That, like the Rock, the, my one of my best favorite moments was just the Rock. He's like, these people are coming after me. There's a storm coming. I need to find cover. And they're like in the middle of the, the desert, and he just like finds a cave. Yeah. Yo. Also, his that telescope so is tight. Weird. It's just a tube with a and crystal. Turn, turn and the crystal the cave, and it changes. And then the cave scene, the guy like walks, the bad guy walks forward <laughs> and falls through the sand. And then they're like, oh no, he's gone. And then they like push the other guy forward. He's like, you go. And then the guy falls in the same spot. It's like, it just sent another guy forward. Yeah, it's I'd, like, I'd like to say that on the topic of the soundtrack, the uh, like the main guy, John Debney, has also worked on the Passion of the Christ, Iron Man 2, The Greatest Showman, The Jungle Book, Dora the Lost City of Gold, uh, The Three Stooges remake back in 2012. And he he was like conductor on a lot of them. Oh, also Hannah Montana, the movie. We call that a jack of all trades right there. And Spider-Man 3. Oh, that man's running Hollywood. And really? Spider-Man 2. Wait, he, he's as a composer? He was like oh, did he replace he was like Danny Elfman? Oh. Spider-Man movies. And did a damn fine job of it. So, uh, this movie was, yes, very, very interesting. Um, I just, I, I don't know how I had never seen it, you know? I was a I was a big fan of a, a lot of the side characters we had, like High Priest, whose main trait is getting punched by the face, punched in the face by the Rock. <laughs> what was that with the? Uh... I don't think he was actually a High Priest. He was a I swear horse thief. Yeah, the, I... are you talking about the funny side character that yeah. has no no character arc? Yes. No, his name is Arpin. Oh, I thought no. you said my name. I was like, no, yeah, I'm here. 
Yeah, I think he's just a horse. I, I think he's a scam. When we first met him, they said like, "Oh, because he he's like lying, and he says he's a high priest." He bamboozled yeah. Tyler. He's yeah. that good at thieving. Yeah, there was also a child thief who somehow knew the layout of the entire palace. Oh yeah. Yo. Also, did that kid have parents, or is that just? That was actually no. Aladdin. Fun fact. What? What? It was that Aladdin. child was supposed to be Aladdin. He's a street rat, lives on the street, okay, steal. Okay. Aladdin lives in a different... What, where does Aladdin live? In? Abu Dhabi. Ag- no, uh, it's... Agrabah. 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 What? Abu Dhabi. This movie does seem to combine, like, <laughs> Egyptian tribes, Mongolian tribes. The first tribe we see is, like, European, almost like Viking... Michael Clark Duncan's tribe is just like a it's like a sub-Saharan African tribe. Like they really bring a lot of uh, a lot of the world together. They they just don't follow up on anything. You know, you got you got his brother, The Rock's brother dies and then they're like, "Ah, dang. At least he <laughs> died well." And then and then the the yeah, the horse thief guy or whatever is the side funny character has no character arc at all. No anything. He's just there. None. He's just there. Oh, also, can we talk about the part where he's like, see, that guy is drinking this drink and he's going to have to pee and then I'll escape when they're like buried in the sand (laughs) and their head is sticking out and then it just, and then the rock looks over and he's just gone. He's gone. It's, and they never, ever explain how this man, like literally according to the movie's logic, he teleported somehow and they never explain how and it never gets like nothing like that ever gets built up on again that's like Like, it's not like they're in another like tight situation and he uses his amazing acrobatic skills or teleportation to get out he's just out yeah but it's it's almost like he planted some kind of magic in the guy's drink and when the guy pees it out he teleports to the pee location I think it, that is what I yes. He TP. That is what the have to say. He also then drinks that drink and uses it on like a torch to spread fire. Yeah. Is that a problem to you? Yeah. Why are you saying that? Like it's an issue. I mean, it is like alcohol. Yeah, I mean, it is like alcohol. You could. Spit it into fire, and I guess that I also probably just like work. that he just knew when the guy was gonna have to pee. Yeah, he's like, he's gonna have to pee any minute now, and they were about to get like swarmed with the ants from Indiana Jones. I mean, if he had waited like another two minutes, they both would have died. It would have been the end of the movie. That man's bladder is a hero. <laughs> That's the main character. The main character of this movie. I. I'm gonna look up letterbox reviews for this because this is this movie was it was just like mind blowingly dumb, but like it was also like so much fun. Like I'm I'm gonna go ahead and put it on the crate scale again if you need it explained. Check out the Lovebirds episode. Huge. This was a light dusting. (laughs) Bear bear yeah. Really? Barely. Really? Really? Of course it's a light dusting. What do you mean? Did this movie have I feel like it did no, nothing. Yeah, no, it removed true. nothing from the surface. Maybe. It's if no one ever touched down on the planet of Kray. 
Yeah, just, like just a, left. A slight gust of wind. Slight gust of wind barely moves the the, the white snow from the from the rock underneath like barely not even like maybe one grain to the point where you don't notice there's anything under you just a snow planet and move on yeah 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 um very actually has a similarity to king kong both both films do this like choppy frame rate effect don't you talk to me about overclocking a camera and not act like you know what it is (laughs) It was done very well in Saving Private Ryan, D-Day scene. It's it's where you shoot it in the actual low frame rate, so it's kind of like a slideshow. So they're not, um, it's not slow motion. It's like they're shooting it slowly. I don't know how to explain. Yeah. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You're so you're like shooting it, it like choppy. twelve it's, frames it's per second. Kinda, like I'm not. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Peter Jackson loves doing it. It's in Lord of the Rings. Too. I can tell. It's kind of when, like, whenever someone is stunned or confused, that is kind of like when it is used. And and you see that in this movie, in Saving Private Ryan, in all three Lord of the Rings movies, probably the Hobbit movies too. It's like every it's like time if somebody Frodo gets stabbed gets in the back. <laughs> every time Frodo gets hit in Lord of the Rings, it happens. And you know, and he goes like, oh, and then everyone around is like looking over. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it's called overclocking. Ooh. Yeah, it's, Tyler, it's, it's really interesting. Ooh. I didn't hate it. I mean, it kind of Ooh. it's an interesting technique. Yeah. If it serves the story, um, go for it. Yeah, I mean, this, I, I just, Tyler, you, you mentioned that this feels like it's trying to just copy the character, Brendan Fraser's character. Uh, oh, my God. Rick, what's his name? How am I forgetting? Pickle Rick? Pickle Rick, yeah, that's a yeah. old Rick, Rick from yeah. Rick Danger, Rick Danger, Rick O'Connell. Um, it's like the same character, but just the rock with a hairpiece on. Wait, that, yeah, I was gonna say that's not no, that's real, his hair. real hair. He grew out his hair for this that's movie. Are we hair. talking about the same rock? <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I liked, um, kind of related <laughs> to the stupid stuff in this film. So the main antagonist i guess the story is that like he's like a warrior king but he also like killed his father to take the throne because when he captures the rock he says he killed his father and just then just holds up his father's decapitated head so unless he literally just decapitated his father that means he was just carrying his father's decapitated head just in case he needed it for intimidation, I guess. I mean, if you're going to go as far as to decapitate, and that guy was, do that. you get it clean. Well, that guy was like right. a discount. Wait, why did the guy go, become yeah. king? Because There's he no... killed. Huh? Because the the main guy was a warrior king. He became kill a king, king by become killing king. everyone else. So what if like somebody else had hit hit the final blow? King. They would have been king because they set it up that this king. This warrior king could have been the five year old. He was like, Oh, I'll just let myself get shot at by an arrow and catch it. That was the rock. The rock pulled back a little extra inch so that it was going faster than he expected, I guess. Or maybe the guy was just having a bad day and he did not catch the arrow. 
Well, it's like the beginning of the movie. The rock shoots arrows <laughs> with such force that you're propelled backwards. It's a callback to the first oh, scene. Maybe I was wrong about the crate scale. Maybe this movie mines the whole planet. Yeah. <laughs> this this movie was just so dumb. But yeah, I did not pick up that you kill the king, you become the king. I also felt like this would have been a great time for the people of wherever this takes place to um, to pivot and maybe start a, de- a democracy. You know, you, you, you know, you got all the different tribes, you know, maybe maybe pull uh, spoilers for not this, but Game of Thrones, pull like a democracy and, you know, start a start a council. Um, Make Bran the king. Still have a king. Yeah, well, still have a king. But like it, it was like a better, more equal council. Right. Who picks the king every time instead of just lineage. I don't know. I think that's how that show ended. It didn't really explain anything well. What 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 did we think of uh, what do we think of the, the sorcerer character? I, that was so dumb. I he didn't. Yeah. He was just like, oh, my ultimate thing. It was gunpowder. Yeah. First off, this guy just discovers the explosive aspect of like how to use gunpowder as a weapon. He says it came from China, so he just he just invented gunpowder as a well, weapon. Yeah, that is that is accurate, right? Gunpowder did come from China. Yeah, they use it for fireworks. Yeah, just watch The Great Wall with Matt Damon. I'm pretty sure they cover that. I forgot that movie. I hate when I that movie. wasn't Asian, but if you read the synopsis, it says there's like English explorers or something like come over to China and then they fight mythical beasts. I worked at an AMC theaters for a month in high school and it was the month that movie was out and that movie was on the back of my AMC employee shirt. Oh, I, I, always, I'm always in. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I might sell it. Maybe no, no I'll give I will mail it to whoever listens through this episode. Oh. <laughs> you know what to do. Oh, man, you I will say the whole thing. You can if you have that shirt. You 100% can just basically walk into it. I have done this before. You just walk into a movie. You put it on, you go to the movies, you just walk You're in. You really to so, give up this power? Yeah. If if you want it's probably, you you have I only have, have that shirt, shirt and I'm willing to give it away. So, so let's Alan, let's come clear. claim it. If you want what Riley is claiming to be a free movie ticket at any AMC theater for life, well, they might be closing. So, well, if they're open, send us an email. First person to email us, uh, will Riley will mail you this shirt. It's basically Basically unless someone else is listening to the podcast. Kellen is what who we think is our biggest fan, but maybe somebody. Somebody out there. Uh, time to come out of the shadows, friends. Of spoilers only, please, fans. Yeah, so... Um, we'll also send you a vial of Scorpion. Is there, any, is there any sort of contest thing? Like a like something they have to guess? Or, or is it literally just email us if you want it? It's up to you, Riley. It's your thing. I'd, I'd, I'd like a little contest, a little game, a little uh, riddle, perchance. Okay. <laughs> I hated the way you set that up. You would be a good choice to play the Riddler. I, I I strongly agree. I love the Riddler. He's awesome. He's awesome. Okay. <laughs> he is. He's also played by Paul Dano in the new movie, and I can't wait. I love Paul, Paul Dano. Dano. The script is powerful or something. <laughs> Paul sure Dano is powerful. 
Wait, I'm just confused as to how they're going to explain to all the dullards out there, the uh, the uh, jocks, if you will, that don't enjoy comic books. Um, how how are they going to explain that there's two Batmans at the same time? That Ben Affleck can be Batman while Robert Pattinson can also be Batman. Like, I don't are, know. We're gonna is be is able that to what they're up. doing? Yes. They're, they're, now, the because Warner Brothers wants Ben Affleck back oh, to God. do an HBO Max movie with Joe McMahon as Deathstroke. It's going to be so dumb. Bat, uh, ben Affleck as Batman and Jared Leto as Joker. Uh well, David Ayer's been doing what Zack Schneider was doing, and I think people are starting to want the Ayer cut of Suicide Squad because they shot I, over. I they nobody wants I want Nobody really There was a trend online of like. Of, uh, they shot like two hours of, of Joker footage, and they used four minutes of it. I believe in Jared Leto. I know people don't, but. I think he. I think he probably, if they had cut it differently, would have done a great job. He's Jared Leto. He's amazing. Hasn't hasn't he made some questionable choices he, or something? Like, I, I think he oh, gets he's a running lot of a flack for, right now. Well, I think he gets a lot of flack for playing. Um, I mean, I guess uh, when, when Dallas Buyers Club came out. Like twenty fifth. I don't think it was flack then, but I think it's probably flack now. You know, like, I I kind of agree. I feel like a lot of the Jared Leto flack didn't really start until Suicide Squad. Like, yeah, he was always kind of like a weird guy, but like it really wasn't until like Suicide Squad and the stories of like him method acting. I feel like wasn't until it became a much bigger thing to just shit on Jared Leto. Right. He had a great um, tweet back in April where he was just like, hey, I was on a silence retreat for some weeks now and I'm back and apparently there's a pandemic happening. Yeah. That was awesome. That was, was pretty great. Incredible. <laughs> also, always forget that he is also the lead singer of 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, yeah. He's also, he's also officially... That is the thing that he does. Old. That well, uh, officially as opposed to like that just blew my mind the other day with Casey Affleck is like fifty, and I didn't. Re- I to me he's always like thirty five, like in my head. Do you think that's because yeah. like Ben Affleck is Ben Affleck is the older brother? I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, look like, at between the two of them, like Ben looks, you know, more of like an full grown man. So Casey, Ancient. I think, always kind of because of that, always looks like and is thought to be just like way younger. And I'll say this, solely acting-wise, not when it comes to persons, Casey Affleck's better. Well, I don't know about that one, Chief. Think about it. Remember when he won? Have you ever, uh, yeah. you ever seen Good Will Hunting? Ben Affleck's good in Good Will Hunting, but that's a Matt Damon oh, film. Oh, you said acting. I thought you yeah, acting. acting. Not writing, directing. I think Ben no, Affleck. I thought you were just talking, because both of them have had very big issues. But there's one story about Casey Affleck that I love. It was when um, the guy who who wrote and directed a ghost story, which I think is still on Netflix, was like trying to. He's friends with Casey Affleck, and he was like, "Hey, do you want to do this movie where you play a ghost?" And he was like, "All right, pitch it to me." And then he was like, "Well, you would have a sheet over your head for like 95 percent of the movie, and you Uh-oh. don't really do anything." And Casey Affleck was like, "I'm in." <laughs> I think he did it for free. Did anyone see that movie where Casey Affleck is in a world where all women have, like, died and he yeah. has his daughter? No, he was the director for that. His his um his statement on the accusations, he was just like, 
I had an unprofessional environment uh, and sometimes people are unprofessional and I did that too. And I'm sorry about that. But uh, other people were bad too. And <laughs> I just regret that it was made public. I like that your Casey Affleck voice is kind of your just like generic older Boston man voice. Well, that's exactly how Casey Affleck sounds. Casey Affleck is everyone I know from Boston. It's awesome. I will, I will say the Dunkin' Donuts SNL sketch remains one of my favorite things. I don't know what you're talking about, but have you not seen it? That's a good. That's a good pivot to say that this episode is sponsored by Donuts. As as Arvid horribly cuts out. This episode sponsored by T Paid. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Dano's very good. Zoe ah, good times. Oh, cool. I love Dunkin' Donuts. Jesus Christ! What is this? podcast come to? I'm more of a Starbucks man, but it's, it's about it's as the it's about as intelligible as the, the movie. Scorpion King. <laughs> oh my god! No, no. I, I found the DVD of that the other day. My when I was looking for my King uh-huh. Kong DVD, I mean, I didn't even know I owned Venom on DVD. Why do I own Venom on DVD? That movie came out like a year ago. Did you like black out and buy it? Why do you? Yeah, why do you? Well, want I it guess on... I have it on Blu-ray too. DVD. I, I, I have my riddle old pack because it gives you the digital download. I I love the name for the sequel. Have you guys seen this? No. What's the oh, title? It's called. No. You get ready. Venom. I'm gonna say this in the most cringy way possible. Venom. Let there be carnage. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's so <laughs> directed bad. by Andy Circus. Because obviously carnage is like the red venom that's in this movie, and he takes over the serial killer that was set up who's being played by uh woody harrelson and awesome. woody seen. harrelson yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um there's a teaser trailer for it let maybe not carnage. no there's not no way oh is it fake it's probably fake it's all those stupid like yeah i hate that um my riddle I, is more of a trivia more of a oh, question slash a teaser. For the t-shirt riddle for the riddle t-shirt. for the t-shirt what boston-based film has my father said he'll appear on the podcast to review Ooh, that's a good one because now they have to go back and filter through all the episodes. I was gonna say I don't even know what that one is. I think we mentioned it recently. No, I don't think we did. He just told he told me yesterday because I we had option we've mentioned options and I threw them to him and he picked one. He said, I'll "Oh, talk so they have to guess this? They, don't they have get to guess, guess the film? There's so few films in Boston." I can think of two right now that are really good. I that agree we should review with whatever two. Is oh hold on, let me. We'll list some options. List some Boston movies, and I'll make sure at some point oh, that I got one. Urgent. I got one. I think. Um, how does uh, the Scorpion King two Rise of a Warrior sound? That is based in Boston. Dwayne the Rock Johnson doing a Boston accent is uh, actually well, how they no, it's started. A prequel, so he's not in it. Just by the cover, it seems as though it's a lot of the same thing. Uh, I think it's Young Matthias. That's it. A- is. It's the hero tale of young Matthias and his relentless quest for justice against an evil and powerful villain, King Sargon. And there's a bunch of clad women on the front, too. So I, I'm assuming it's very similar. Scantily oh, yeah. clad or clad? Scantily clad, for sure. There's like five Scorpion King movies. There's four, but good try. No, I, I thought there was there's five. A fifth one. There's a fifth one on Netflix. It came out very recently. 
There's because there's one that's like not numbered. It's just like Scorpion King, Book of the Dead. How about we just skip to five? We just we just do five. I'm like, down. Ignore two, three, and four. Well, they're they're not connected. At, like two is the only one that's connected to a previous one. I think. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, I guess we're done with Scorpion King. You guys want to move on to what we've been watching? Oh, we need to rate. We it. need to rate it. We didn't I rate would, it. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and slap a. Jeez, this is tough. Maybe a maybe a four, four out mm. of ten. Mm. That's probably. I I don't know. I feel like I could swing either way, up to a five or down to a three. I don't know. Pro- uh, probably four. I I think I'll settle there. Uh, I'm gonna say four and a half. Like this movie's bad, but I had so much fun watching it. It's just that there are some parts that are just like really slow and nothing really happens, whether it's like ridiculous or not. So that kind of just makes it kind of a drag. It's also a short movie. So like you don't lose anything by watching it, but it's fun. Like I had a lot of fun watching it. So, and that that's the least I can get out of a movie is just having right. fun watching it. Who paid to watch this? <laughs> I did. <laughs> he says I, it proudly. I was sitting at a three, and then Tyler made a really good point about how short it was, and now it's a four. You know, like I didn't feel like it took anything from me time wise. Wow. I'm giving you a seven, maybe a seven and a half. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It's so dumb. It's so fun. Jesus Christ, a seven? Maybe what? a seven and a half. That's On a good day, a seven and a half. Because it was fun. It's so dumb. You just turn this your is, brain yeah, off for an no. hour and a half and yeah, watch The Rock. Like, That's it. Every rock movie is better than this. Because they have uh, what is called a narrative. I'd say game plan is better than this. Yo, the game plan, I have that on DVD. Never heard of it. Game plan is probably better than this. I'd say Tooth Fairy. Is Uh, that the Boston movie? The game plan? That's one I wouldn't go back and watch. I'm too scared. Tooth Fairy or game plan? The game plan. Game plan is not a... I think it doesn't It take place in New York? No, it's a Boston movie. I think it might be Boston. Because there's not the Patriots. They're like, it's it's something else. Because they can't use the word Patriots. <laughs> it's definitely a Boston movie. It's, I think they're like Boston Bulldogs or something. But I was asking, is that the movie? No, here's the hint. If it doesn't have a Boston accent, like if the main character doesn't have a Boston, a- Boston accent, you're thinking of the wrong movie. That should narrow it down. Okay, it's Ted. Oh, if only it was Ted. Ted I forgot too. Ted takes place in Boston. No. Oh, yeah, it does. Baby. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that guy is. That Wahlbergers guy is. is a delightful restaurant. Disagree. Wahlbergers is it really? Good. I've never been. Shakes are great. Foods there. I went there, uh, people on the podcast. I went there with I'll Charlie just, Bramhall last September. Good time. I'll just go ahead and, and, and put Tyler's Question. opinion out for him uh, that New Haven style pizza is better than Wahlbergers. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> You could also go to Lou's Lunchbox in New Haven, the birthplace of the American cheeseburger, and that's better than Walburger. I don't believe that at all. I, and no no up, part of me believes that New up, Haven, what? Connecticut invented the cheeseburger. It invented the modern American cheeseburger. What is the... Everyone, everyone in the modern place American in their town that says they invented 
food yeah, like the cheeseburger. I, None of it's true. Kentucky right now, and there's a place here that says home of the original cheeseburger. That is literally. I don't believe is. them for a second. This is like the scene in Elf where it says world's best that? coffee, and you run and you're like, congratulations. Tyler, that is a great scene. There's like one instance <laughs> of one guy in Connecticut who was like, have just like a Jimmy Neutron brain blast. <laughs> and he was like, holy shit. What if I just, oh my God. And it's like, he was like splitting the atom and put a piece of cheese on the burger and then was like, I've changed the planet. That, like that, that kind of is like what happened. The story is that they had a customer. <laughs> that needed. Oh my people god! People were doing this in their backyards for probably a while until it just caught on, and then people were like, "Oh, cheeseburger!" You know, like I, I feel like people at home were doing this before restaurants did, and then restaurants were like, "We invented this." The the way to put it is that like it's recognized in the Library of Congress. So like I, other places, other places claim it. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, no, Did I you knew this because it was up? on, like, a, tr- a food, like, a travel TV episode. Oh, then you know it's real. Yeah. So, like, it, other places do claim, but the, like, Lionel Sternberger citation. is reputed to have introduced the cheeseburger in 1926 at the age of 16 when he was working at a fry cook at his father's Pasadena, California sandwich shop, the right spot. Don't you come at me. Louis Lunches says it did it in 1900. You will... I don't know what to say except that this is which is you know before 1920 whatever you said. I will <laughs> depends say, on how you look it at is it. mentioned in this um, article, but it says in 1934. No, not 19. There's a Louisville place, Kalen's Restaurant Tate. Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Yes. And then we've got um, Connecticut appears in the 30s. Jack's Lunch in Middletown, Connecticut. Yeah, that's not the place I'm talking about though. Well, this is just what the record says. Right, but one of those records is the Library of Congress. <laughs> I don't know. What is the Library of Congress now? I think we'll just have to agree to not believe you, Tyler. <laughs> you you can you I can think, disagree. I like, mean, there like, are I other think... places that claim it. I'm just saying this is the cited place. Do you think Chick Fil A made so, the first chicken sandwich? Upon it. Every hold on. <laughs> Tyler, you have expressed <laughs> the worst takes. Chick-fil-A sandwiches, the chicken sandwiches are fine, but Wendy's and Popeye's are way better. All right, so the Library of Congress, what the Library of Congress says, um, according to the internet, is that Louis Lunch created the first hamburger and steak sandwich in 1895, but Ooh. not the cheeseburger. Ooh, this is brutal. They got greedy oh, with the fame. The thing that came before the cheeseburger. They got it's greedy with the fame. No, the hamburger and steak sandwich is a very different thing than a hamburger burger. This is devastating. Never before has the spoilers only please audience seen one of the hosts ripped from under. Except I'm still not wrong. According to the, the hamburger is created in 1900 in response to a customer's request for a lunch but, to go. They make big- it in the same way. Your big, your big, your big swinging statement was that the Library of Congress said this, which is not true. Except it says the library. Hamburgers are not cheeseburgers. What has cheese? Okay, so I said hamburgers instead of or cheeseburger instead of a hamburger. No, but it's really it's a hamburger and steak sandwich is different than all the. Except in, in my page, it says the restaurant is recognized in the Library of Congress as the oh origin of the hamburger, not hamburger and steak. 
So it's syntax. You said cheeseburger. Not I would every day of my life rather eat a cheeseburger than a hamburger. Just you wouldn't have a cheeseburger without a hamburger. But a cheeseburger is a hamburger with another topping on it. That's like right. saying that's like saying, oh, the hamburger like with like like a ketchup burger is different than a hamburger. Like you actually can't get ketchup at a burger on Louis' lunch. They I have wouldn't a very have, strong rule against that. I wouldn't have had fried what? clams without what? clams. But the person who what? found the first clam didn't invent a fried clam. That's not the same comparison at all. You're talking about adding one. You're talking about adding, cheeseburger is on a yeah, you're talking about adding cheese to something compared to frying a living organism. No, 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 no. Adding cheese makes it a fundamentally different thing. A, a cheeseburger <laughs> is fundamentally different from a hamburger. Sorry, t I couldn't hear you there. <laughs> White Castle traces the origin of the hamburger to Hamburg, Germany, with his invention by Otto Kuaus. Yeah, like the meat that hamburger was used traces when? back to Hamburg, Germany. But the that's why I said like the modern American burger... I think no, this episode's this is, done. This is spoilers no, only. Plays Civil War. This, this is, is actually important. like what the podcast is going to be from now on. We're going to dispute which areas came up with which food. Yeah, no. Uh, Tyler's going to come in and say that New Haven, Connecticut, invented X, Y, and Z, and they all said and the best. Right. And have evidence and you were wrong. You said they invented the cheeseburger. <laughs> Yeah, but it's still a burger, so I messed up a word. My, you know, my claim of, of New Haven inventing now. one of those sandwiches was still right. I just incorrectly said which iteration of the burger it was. No. If I said someone invented pepperoni pizza, and then it turns out they invented a different form of pizza, my initial they invented just straight up pepperoni pizza, pizza would be incorrect. It would be pizza, and I'd be right to pivot. And that would be the correct claim. So then if I come in next week and I say Louis Lunch invented the hamburger, we'll agree. I'd still be right. My argument would be the same. But it's still be right. There's a it's different argument. Hamburg, Germany, since it's called Hamburg, Germany. But right, but Hamburg and Germany Germany didn't invent the New burger. Haven. They just invented like the burger meat. Like that's what they served. I'm just seeing this now that New Haven also hosted the first Olympic Games ever. Um, yes. On the green, outside of Yale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right across from the Shake Shack. The first Roman Olympic Games happened in New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah. Sponsored by Shake Shack. God. Jesus Christ. I was using really famous need people born in New Haven, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. No way. That is <laughs> no. actually of a connection for this episode. He was actually just born on the green. No, he was born as a pebble. He was born. He was born with the hamburger. They, His grandfather is actually part of Yale University. Oh my god, he was definitely not. That you're. I, I actually believed you for a second. No, I, I was. Yeah, it was just. He's a joke. definitely no. Um. So I guess. Uh yeah. So that's the ratings for the movie and an interesting discussion, <laughs> <laughs> which has and will come up again. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so since we last, uh, you know, since we last uh, recorded an episode, I watched a movie that I am finding right now. Um, I watched uh, Ip Man again. Uh, it is a Chinese martial arts film. Amazing movie. Um, 
it spawned the franchise known as the Ip Man franchise. Uh, it's directed by Wilson Yip from 2008, starring Donnie Yen, who many people would probably recognize from Star Wars Rogue One. Um, it's a it's a it's a movie that is kind of a it's a true story about the guy who trained Bruce Lee. Essentially, that's like what he's known for. But he kind of like harnessed um, Wing Chun. That is like he mastered it and was like the guy you would want to learn it from. It's it's really interesting because like a lot of mo- like a lot of martial arts movies I think that come out of both the United States and other countries like um, are all about like the show. Like you watch Bruce Lee movies, like they're kind of like the predator of martial arts movies. Predator, in my opinion, is was just an advertisement for Arnold Schwarzenegger's muscles, and I think like Bruce Lee was showing off his like ultimate you know stuff in that. But Ip Man takes a different like pace to martial arts and focuses on like the you know the respect of it the reservation of it and it's really interesting um it's a really interesting like politically charged almost movie um i give i gave that movie an eight on second watch it's it's really good i think the first three are all on netflix right now the third one has mike tyson so you're building up to quite the uh interesting cameo so that's that's what I watched. My recommendation for this week is a continuation of my recommendation from last week, Succession. I talked about the minds behind it creatively. Here's some of the actors. Kieran Culkin is a main character, and he so crushed aggressively. Jeremy Strong, killer. Nicholas Braun, that he's like the dorky guy from Perks of Being a Wallflower, that um he hits Nina DeBrev, which isn't great. And then the best, there's a side character played by Alan Ruck, who plays the best friend in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And I forgot about him from the moment Ferris Bueller's Day Off ended to this moment where I started watching Succession. Oh, and yeah, that okay. guy. Um, he is so enjoyable. Where he, like, kicks the... He, he, his father's car, like, falls out of the house. Yeah, and then that car appeal, appears in just, like, a bunch of TV shows. Like, it's the easiest-to-get piece of memorabilia, apparently, is that car, from because it's in Tower Heist. And uh, maybe it's just in Tower Heist. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that movie. I, I I remember begging my parents to go see Tower Heist. Did they give in? Yeah, and then I watched it. Like I think on Thanksgiving Day when it came out. I my was... favorite my favorite movie decision by my father was when he took us to see either Transformers One or the Simpsons movie, and hearing that there was a middle finger in transformers and i think one f word he chose to take us to see the simpsons movie and <laughs> boy oh boy were we shocked when bart simpson appeared naked in the first two minutes <laughs> i love that movie it's so good <laughs> anyway uh tyler arvin what have you guys recommendations if not you want yeah, yeah so i mean he said our same name at the same time, time because he just threw us together because apparently we're the okay, same okay. Friday. Three, two, so for my Friday recommendation, for the first time, I, um, Ice Cube. First I'm going to recommend Scott Paltrow's story. <laughs> Didn't watch this um, week. Chris Tucker really just allowed to just run around with this movie. Movies. One of my favorite movies. Do whatever he wants. Um, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was funny. Um, I think we got yours. We lost Arvind in, yeah. in the mess. <laughs> yeah. In the shuffle. 
Uh, what, what, what did you watch, Arvid? What was that? I didn't. <laughs> I was recommending. I I haven't watched it in the past two three months, but I'm recommending Scott Pilgrim vs. Yeah. the World. It is an Edgar Wright film. It also has Kieran Culkin oh, in yeah. it. If you're really, I mean, how Kieran can you Culkin. not be the Kieran Culkin? Um, that's fair, I guess. Um, it is without a doubt my favorite Edgar Wright film of all the ones I've seen. I haven't seen A Fistful of Fingers. I feel like it barely counts. That's one I still need to watch. That film was like the basis it's, for my taste. What do you mean? And the planet who's capable um, of watching it right now. It's, that's it, true. W- explain how you can acquire the only way to watch this movie. So I've been looking I've been looking for it for years and the only place I found it was a site that also sells hardcore pornography but nice. they also sell this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um the site is terrifying. The site is terrifying, but they have like a weird cult movies section um and weird little independent movies and this is one of them. So if you want to watch it it's not available on any streaming service. It's not available to rent anywhere. The only way to buy it is to buy the DVD from them and they will make a copy of the DVD for you and send it to you. They don't even have them in stock. They make the DVD when you put it in the order. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, I guess that's just about it. Um, okay. You just ignore my... Um... Um... <laughs> you got most of yours in, Tyler. <laughs> All right. Well, um... <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. It was certainly, you know, I think more about the burger than the Johnson, but I don't like that, that phrase. Was, yeah, <laughs> that's it was yeah, about well, a twenty-minute burger change. Russell sandwich. Get out! Full circle joke. Good. I want to give Tyler ten good boy points for that full circle joke on this episode. Ooh, um, those are gonna be redeemable. I don't like the way you said that. Can he redeem them to get the Riley? Do you want to give <laughs> like maybe the slightest hint of uh, how people can acquire this T-shirt from you? Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, the Slight. film don't make involve, it, it involves either an Affleck, a Wahlberg, or someone who is part of the Funky Bunch. <laughs> All of whom are Boston natives. The Funky Bunch <laughs> grew up right by my dad. Jesus Christ. Does your dad know the Funky funky Bunch member? I don't believe so. Um, Though I think one time uh, he'll tell the story. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in this week, guys. Uh, We'll get you guys, uh, get back to you guys with the the conclusion of the Kingology next week with a special guest, um, I believe. So, um, yeah, get excited for that. Any last thoughts, guys? Anything? Uh, <laughs> 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 we want sponsors. <laughs> <laughs>